Hello, welcome back. Um, this is episode number 72 and this week I'm joined by Louise Kirby who's a designer and illustrator. Uh, she's also involved in the Penguin Trail uh, which the auction happened this week and raised over a half a million quid which is just I mean, it's unbelievable. Um, Our Willies last year, Penguins this year, who knows what will be next year. Amazing like seeing how many people out and are just out and about um, searching for penguins. Um, so yeah, we talk about Louise's um, penguin, which sat in front of the Overgate, sort of across the road from Nando's, which you'll probably have seen in the city centre. Um, and how she became part of that, and um, the experience of actually creating and illustrating, and sort of what her design means and the thinking behind it. Um, and then we, we do a bit more of a dive into what her process is like, and it's quite interesting how she talks about play in her process and knowing when to actually stop and when enough is enough. Um, and then how she gets to that that sort of final piece. But yeah, um, this week I've got a little bit of an announcement. I think I mentioned it a few times before, but um, I'm going to be bringing out a second podcast um, as part of the design studio that I run with Lyle Bruce. Uh, we're going to talk a lot more broadly about design. Um, and over the first 12 months of the podcast, uh, we're going to look at this sort of question, what is design? Uh, starting to think about what it means to us, what it means to other people, and start to question our understanding of it, um, and really get out across across Scotland, across the UK, maybe even further to to chat to people about what they feel design is. Um, yeah, so it's not going to be quite as regular a release as this one, um, but what we will do, we've got a couple of episodes, sort of introduction and the first episode, that are going to be going out. Um, I suppose it's a week today, but it will. Be uh, as he quickly pulls his calendar up. So that will be the third of October. Um, that the No Opinion podcast will be launching um, as part of Agency of None. Um, if you want to be reminded or find out a bit more about it, you can follow us. It's at Agency of None on Twitter and on Instagram. Um, and once it's out, you can find out all about it on there think that's all the housekeeping for this week let's get into the episode so um this week is episode number 72 and this is with louise kirby i suppose the initial point of me really knowing what i wanted to do is in first year at duncan johnston when jane keith did a project with us um, it was a printed textile project and as soon as i did that project i was i don't know i was just on cloud nine just I was just so excited, I was just generating so much work and I kind of felt I kind of had my place and I kind of thought, oh, this is what I want to do because general course you're doing a bit of everything from sculpture to absolutely everything. So I don't know, I kind of felt, all right, okay, I know what I'm doing now. Um, So textiles attracted you after the general course you get to choose, obviously. Yeah. And that was what you specialised in. Yeah, I specialised in printed textiles. It's different now. The course is merged with constructed textiles. It's more of a kind of general textile course, but it's very much printed textile. So it's more about the kind of drawing, mark making. And then it was very much a paper-based project we did in first year. And then obviously the idea that I'd get to be able to work on fabric as well. Um, so I was kind of at art college, one of those keen beaver students who, yeah, work was there early in the morning, working late at night, just... I really loved what I was doing and uh, I guess I just wanted to, I was, yeah, dead, dead keen. Um, so print textiles was, 
he obviously learnt lots of different things about sort of screen printing, printing lines of fabric, repeat patterns, all that kind of side of printing textiles. But it's not the course was very much more about, even though it's a textile course, it was very much more about pattern or surface for different products because we were working on like ceramic projects, tiles, we were thinking about greetings cards, wrapping paper. So I didn't see the textile part. I saw it as lots of different things. I guess I realised that later, looking back. Um, so I guess I, I, it was more about kind of mark making drawing skills, I guess the core skills that you need to be a good sort of textile sort of designer. Um, so from there, I did a placement in second year, I think, uh, down in London. It was maybe only three weeks or something, maybe a month in London. And that, when I went to New Designers, once I graduated, that was going to, that was my first job. So he can remember me from doing my placement. So I went down to London to work in a design studio. And it was very much a fashion, following fashion trends, working on fabric, directly onto fabric. But within that time I worked in-house there, I learned so much, like so much more than I did when I was at art college because it was more about fabric, we were dyeing our own fabric, I was screen printing, I was... Everything was a one-off and we were working at a really fast pace. I would maybe coming up with two or three designs a day on fabric, steamed, washed, ready, and these would be samples sold through the organisation. And they would then be, um, the copyright and everything would be sold, given, selling, lots and lots of things. Um, so I moved back up to Dundee and then I continued to freelance for him until 2007. Because, I mean, it sounds like a really intense period. It was, But yeah. a sort of amazing way to learn those skills. Yeah, um, And sort of be in that mad environment. And it's not going to be sustainable long term, but it's a great way to sort of hone your skills and do it yeah. to deadlines. Yeah. yeah, no, definitely. And, and deadlines is my, my thing. I really like a wee deadline. So... You know what I mean? If somebody says, can you do this by then, you can, you know what I mean? You can, you can usually pull it out of the bag. So, um, and it was really interesting because I also got to go to Indigo, which is part of Premier Vision in Paris. It's one of the big trade fairs for textiles. Um, so you're getting to see the other side of it and the sort of selling side. I was more of a um, standing there just holding things up and smiling because I didn't get to do any of the sort of sales side. But you got to see all the other design studios as well. Um, but it's quite cutthroat, that that sort of environment. Um, so I took a bit of time out. So I continued freelancing for a little bit and then um, I took a little bit of time out, uh, went off travelling for a wee bit. And uh, from there, that's when I decided I wanted to do my own products. So, yeah, I've kind of gone into a few different things in the way my wee journey's gone. Um, so I decided I wanted to create my own product because I kind of felt I was slightly selling my soul, just kind of constantly giving, giving, giving. Um, so why don't I create a range of products and I, I very much went down more of the craft route it was very hand printed sort of selling in galleries um, so that yeah did that for a bit of a while and then obviously I had another little thinking period um, I got to do some professional development at Duncan and Johnston to kind of yeah it was just professional development really just to see what I want what I could do next but th in that period of time I decided I don't want to be hand printing fabric I want to be going back to what I'm actually about and what I'm about is more about coming up with ideas drawing mark making and working on lots of different projects I kind of felt I was getting really pigeonholed into Louise the scarf designer and I'm not just a scarf designer I can feel that I can do 
all my designs can be applied to lots of different products, but it's more about, you know, if I know what the product is, I kind of design towards that. So I, so those original craft pieces you were talking about were mostly scarves? And yeah, mo- yeah sort of scarves, yeah. Um, and then, um, so it was like, oh, how do I sort of, yeah, how do I change everyone's kind of vision of what, who I am and what I do? And I was still getting called the scarf lady. I'm like, oh, no. So I suppose I started... Yeah, I went to kind of back to what I was doing, which was I thought I'd sort of work on a different collection. Um, started just producing cards um, just to sell in the DCA, um, and they went really well. And there's yeah, there's a wee period of time. Obviously, I've had I've got a little boy as well, so there's a little period of time where I maybe didn't do as much, um, but still trying to be involved without kind of feeling I'd. Uh, left um so i started creating a sort of dundee cake so it was just because i wanted to draw a dundee cake so it's kind of grown arms and legs somehow um so yeah from drawing this dundee cake that then i just put out with cards i um then i've now got this collection called dundee delights um which is very much about sort of celebrating what we've got here in Dundee from all the buildings and uh, all obviously our lovely food and Dundee marmalade and the Dundee cake. So, yeah, this collection is, I guess it was a way for me to kind of show that I'm not just a textile designer. But then I now think it's kind of pigeonholed me thinks, oh, Louise is the one who does the Dundee Delights collection. You've been seen as the, the scarf person. Yeah. You've been seen as the card person. Yeah. What... So if you were to scri- describe who you are, what you do, how do you do that? I, so I find it really difficult. So I'm now calling myself a designer and illustrator. Okay. But if I looked at all my business cards and all the things I've called myself, it's like printed textile designer, surface pattern designer. You know what I mean? Just use designer. What? Yeah, there's lots of different things because it's really hard to be sort of pigeonholed into something. Whereas I actually think it's it's wider. It's a kind of more transferable set of skills that I've got mm-hmm. rather than um, yeah just for one product yeah I think it's I mean it's, I've talked about this with a bunch of people on the podcast because yeah. it's like you want to show that you can do more but that doesn't necessarily fit into this little succinct yeah um, word or phrase that you can describe that people will then instantly know what you do and understand that and relate to that yeah. um, without you having to go through everything that you do and it's something that I struggle with as well yeah. I'd love to just call myself a designer but then yeah. There's the inevitable questions after that. It's kind of like, well, what do you design? What do you do? And it's like mm-hmm. you then come at that. So it's it's very difficult to, but I think it's just something you have to work at and you have to find yeah. and you have to sort of play to your audience. So understand the, the people that you're speaking to, yeah. what their understanding of the context of what you do is, and then how you come across to them can change based on that, based yeah. on that audience. Um, but yeah, it's definitely not easy. Yeah, no, cause, so I generally say it's sort of artwork for different products. So that's kind of, and I guess people can know a kind of style that I do. So I guess they're kind of, if they want me to do something for them, they generally like my style or something about what I do. So it's not that I'm going to get somebody really random asking me to do something. They, they generally would know, be familiar with what, what I do already. Or I can ask them, what do you like about my work? That And why have you asked me to kind of do something for you? So I kind of... Yeah, to make sure we're on the same page. So do you feel that you've got a, a recognisable style? Um, yeah. Um, particularly the Dundee Delights, I've, I've 
obviously kept that as a collection that's quite yeah, how would you say? Yeah, it's it's definitely people recognise it straight away. Um, but I think my style is very much about it is really about mark making, pattern and imagery, and just how I sort of play with that. Um, and I guess tell stories in there because within a pattern, I can have lots of different elements, which allows me to kind of tell a little bit of a story. So, um, yeah, because the stuff that I love doing is. You know what I mean? Getting your hands dirty, playing with inks, doing a bit of mark making, a bit of mono printing, yeah, just you know, sort of playing and getting in that, playing with a sort of rhythm and a movement. Um, so yeah, sort of journeys kind of come up in my work quite a lot. I kind of think of things maybe as a journey. Um, either it's the way you tell a story or yeah, whatever, uh, yeah, a journey from one thing to the other. Um, so there's lots of, yeah. Can't remember the question anymore. That came. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, no, my style. Yeah, there's kind of yeah, there is a particular style, and I guess the when you put things onto products that makes you think of it because the process changes. So it's not just about something that's drawn, like your initial drawings or doodles or whatever way that you get your ideas out. If I'm going to be screen printing onto something, it come it comes a particular has a particular feeling on that end product. Um, but yeah, there are always sort of key elements that are in my work, so there'll always be sort of pattern, colour, and sort of movement. And usually, mm, yeah, sort of people can't see my hands waving <laughs> around, can they? So yeah, it's sort of yeah, it's that kind of rhythm and movement within my work. Because um, there's definitely a hand a handcrafted feel yeah. to, to everything that you you sort of produce, and I think that's sort of indicative of the, the style that you've yeah. created. Um, but I mean, d where do you think that? that comes from is that like from you starting to doodle and then build it up from there yes. or how, how does how does that come about um it just starts with, yeah it's me drawing and i think what i really like is the hand marks it's the ones that are a wee bit wonky it's like if anything's a bit too precise i don't really it's not really me um yeah it's definitely about that hand quality and it's about even if i'm doing a bit of a, a collage cut and paste i mean it is kind of with a scalpel roughly cut out, it's not all neat and precise. Um, so, yeah, like, yeah, I, lo I love the hand quality. I don't know where it necessarily stems from, um, but I just think if I would, I wouldn't retain what I think my work's about is that sort of hand quality. If it gets too overprocessed, that's. Uh, mm. And is it important to you that you produce everything so you do the screen printing no you do them no yeah. not at all uh, no my greetings cards i have professionally produced um yeah no i don't yeah it's not about me producing stuff no yeah. definitely not uh no i don't want to go down me being the producer of everything it's more because i want to keep being i guess the design part rather than taking the whole hand production it, and it's not financially viable um as, yeah, a, as a as a route it's, I, I mean it's quite interesting some talk to steph liddell about yeah um, and she was saying that it's, it, she finds it very difficult to mm. distance herself but it is that thing it comes down to money if yeah if you can have things mass produced but still retain the your concept your yeah. your visual your aesthetic that you want and um, have them produced at a tenth of the price yeah and then get uh, get them in bulk and then be able to sell much more then it, it's a much Financially, it's much more lucrative. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not, I don't think it's necessary. I'm not making lots and lots of money, but I think, um, yeah, the idea that I want to be able to have more people to have stuff, it's not just about, if I create a, like a piece that's done by hand, it's only like it comes to a, 
out of reach for most people to buy. I want it to be affordable and yeah, something you can buy in the DCA shop or or wherever. Um, that's yeah, a reasonable price. But yeah, um, but yeah, I, I actually quite like um, the looking at all the figures and working out um, like product pricing and like you're thinking about all the different elements, um, like I mean whatever it costs to do and the price postage and all that kind of stuff. I quite like looking at figures. I do like numbers. So um, I say that's quite unusual for. Yeah. I mean, I don't come across many people who mm. love that side of it. Yeah. No, I do. I do. I've always. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I've. I nearly would have gone something like accountancy or something like that. I could have easily gone down a, a quite a different route. So for doing product, like if I'm looking, when I'm actually looking for people to produce something for me, I'm like, I'll try a few different companies and get prices and quotes, and then I've kind of like have a little table and work it out. And yeah, so, um, yeah, no, so it is good. Uh, so if you, if you have a, an idea for a product or a range or something yeah. new, um, what's your creative process like from having that idea to actually having a finished product? Um, generally starts off with a post-it note. Uh, hi, Duffy. Um, <laughs> oh, um, it starts off with post-it notes. Uh, just me, I guess, working out what I want to do or what I want. Yeah, I, I don't always know what the end product is. Maybe I've got an idea of a collection that I want to do and then I'll think about uh, products as well. Um, so, so, yeah, it starts off initially post-it notes and then I'll go into me kind of mind mapping stuff and kind of working stuff out. Then I'll explore imagery and yeah, do a sort of series of sort of drawings or whatever. Usually from sort of, yeah, I don't know. So for example, say it was the Dundee cake. So I have a Dundee cake and I'll do lots and lots of drawings of it. Um, and then I'll look at sort of details within it and then find patterns within it and then just sort of sort of playing with that. And then, or or I'm out and about and I'm finding, I'm always like down at the beach or whatever. So. I'm going to be doing another collection that will involve probably beachy things, but um, like finding shells on the beach. So it's kind of connecting to nature and stuff as well. So I'll either collect things, draw things, and then from there I kind of like, what am I doing? I've got all this stuff. What am I going to do with it? So um, yeah, kind of yeah, start either kind of photocopying things cutting it up, playing with it. So it's that kind of playing and not knowing where it goes a little bit because that bit's my favourite bit. It's just playing. Um, and then, obviously, if, if it is, I need to obviously consider what product it's for because obviously then you're thinking about shape and scale and that kind of thing. And, yeah, if you're going to be tiny, a tiny little thing, you obviously you need to obviously consider all these all these things. But um, so... So at what point does the, like the actual... The, the finished application method or the, the printing technique or the actual creation of this the final object or piece so at what point in your process does that that come in so i guess it depends on if i know what it was for so for instance when i did the stuff for the design festival um i knew that i was going to be as i knew i was going to be creating something to be displayed and it was probably going to be on wood um so i kind of thought well how am i going to do that and that like to give it a professional finish i needed to screen print it so for that project, I knew I was going to be sort of screen printed, so I knew I needed enough imagery to sort of play with. Now that project was done uh, quite quickly because obviously the whole event it happened, the turnaround was pretty quick, and my brief was quite wide, and I was given quite a lot of freedom to kind of do what I wanted. But um, it was about telling the story 
of Dundee and design and using my sort of patterned artwork to do that. And Sean just kind of let me kind of go for it. But um, I guess it was quite difficult as well because obviously I didn't know what was going to be in the exhibition. So I kind of was, yeah, there's like little bits here and there. So it's just trying to pull pull all that together and not knowing, yeah, what's going to be next to what or, yeah, anything. So I just created a whole range of pieces on wood, screen printed on wood for him. And, but I played with it. So I don't do the kind of screen printing where you might go to DCA and you'll know exactly what you're doing every time. I quite like to play, so I'll kind of use stencils, I'll mask bits off, I'll do something and then go, oh, I need to balance that out somehow, and then or add another colour. So I'm usually designing, creating as well on the spot. Um, well, for those ones, because they were only sort of one-offs pieces. So, um, so that kind of allowing to play there. If you kind of come up with that final idea straight away, it's not always... You need that room to... Now you've got the screens that you're going to be using you need to allow to play with that as well so it's not just about playing with the drawings then it's making everything too set so at what point do you know you need to stop playing and you need to this is this is it this is the finished article (laughs) yeah me stopping is hard um yeah i kind of get always get busier and busier um yes yeah it's i don't know i kind of do you know what i do i kind of even though I'm looking at something, I quite often photograph on my phone, just take a wee quick picture, and then look at lots of that, like at different stages, and look at lot of thing, lots of things on my phone, because um, it takes me away from the actual object. Um, so it just allows me to look at stuff with fresh eyes. So, um, yeah, usually I know if it's just a wee bit of tweaking to to do. Uh, yeah. So you, you kind of yeah t- removing yourself from yeah. that that process, and then you can kind of put fresh eyes on that yeah. photograph and say no I think that is now yeah. finished I'm happy yeah, with definitely. that definitely yeah yeah I think even like then I'm working on pieces and you, you're sort of you're at a computer it's sort of very different yeah. to the stuff you do but yeah. you can kind of get so sort of honed in on that one thing and you're just mm-hmm. working 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 you can it's the the ability to step back yeah, or to definitely. go for a coffee or go and get lunch or yeah. something and you come back and have a look at it and then you understand you can actually see it much more clearly yeah. Or even just going across the other side of the room and looking at it yeah, at a distance. distance it's just, yeah, definitely. That perspective really uh, is really important and really valuable. Yeah, no, and I'm. Um, I guess I do do more and more on the computer um, now. I guess to translate my designs to get ready for print, um, I, particularly the cards, um, I need to, yeah, have them ready for production. So, I have developed a small amount of skills in Photoshop. So, uh, but do you think you will develop that ability to play? Yeah, no, Digitally I have. Yeah, well. no, I definitely do. I I used to be, I guess, absolutely against using digital stuff because I was scared about the ha- like losing my hand qualities that I want. And but now I kind of try and think about using the computer in layers and the way I would screen print. So that's the kind of way. So I'm like, if I'm because everything's in my layers in Photoshop, so I'm kind of building up color and then oh, actually I cut a shape out and actually kind of still cut quite back. Like if you were looking at, you've got what on earth. Why she got this really dodgy cut out shape, but it's still that kind of hand. I still want it to feel quite a sort of hand quality. So, um, yeah. So no, I've I've learnt quite a bit more on using Photoshop. Um, yeah, but it's yeah, it's yeah, learning on the spot, um, definitely. Um, yeah. So, 
we, you sort of mentioned Dundee Delights, so the, mm -hmm. the, the collection um, of cards that you made. Um, but you you did something really interesting when you launched that collection. Yeah. Uh, something really clever that I loved. So do you want to talk a little bit about where yeah. that idea came from and yeah. how how you sort of created the, the... I suppose it was a campaign, like a launch yeah, campaign. Yeah, we got, yeah. yeah. Um, I suppose when... I, so I've been think So I kind of do a wee bit of... Uh, I don't know, taking like time out to think, review what I'm doing. And I quite often before and all my career before I've kind of just keep doing stuff keep doing stuff keep doing stuff I never kind of go hey this is what I'm doing so I decided that actually okay I'm going to do a collection I'm going to try and do it properly rather than just like I don't know oh what am I going to do next what am I going to do next because I, I guess I'm excited about constantly oh what's my next idea what am I going to do so I kind of thought right okay I'm going to really focus on this and I'm not going to just let it slip me by because I think I guess there's opportunities I probably miss by just kind of keep on running because I, I, I run I, I go 100 miles an hour sometimes so um so by doing the Dundee Delight so I decided that I wanted to do something fun what could I do that was different to launch my collection I've not got any big marketing budgets I've not got anything um I don't know yeah I didn't yeah so I thought what can I do that's different so I decided to do a treasure hunt around the city um because it links to what I was doing, like because there's the buildings around the city. I wanted people to be to kind of, I don't know, find different places in the city. And for me, it was just really exciting. I was quite, uh, yeah, like I don't know. I felt like Annika Rice, <laughs> um, like running about, uh, placing cards, taking a photo, social media, social media. Da, 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 da. So essentially, um, you placed a whole load of cards yeah, across the city. Across um, the city, one morning. Uh, well, one morning, I kind of told all my sort of social media channels that I was going to be doing it um, and then it was really interesting it was really cool that people were finding them it's that kind of story like people find them going oh I love this card and oh actually because I thought people might have sent them further because I've got a little bit of my uh, back of my cards that say um, hashtag Dundee Delights if you sort of receive this card because I quite like to hear about if they end up in Australia and all that kind of thing um, but quite a lot of people said oh I want to keep it or yeah there were some really lovely stories so um, and lots of kids yeah kids were finding them like families would want to do it with kids um, so yeah no so it was it was good fun and I suppose I quite like um, I don't know kind of childish playful stuff um, I, I used to do a big kind of treasure hunt um, where I used to stay in the countryside um, at Easter and it was a huge sort of trail and it was yeah I had about 60 people come like family and friends so um, yeah so I was kind of known for creating this giant trail which had six foot blow up dinosaurs to I made giant paper mache eggs with dinosaurs coming out of them um, I don't know there was little fairies houses that just like pictures that I'd drawn and laminated and put on trees so it was kind of yeah, I like doing, yeah, fun, interactive, engaging sort of um, activities. Yeah. Mm. So I kind of thought, yeah, it was fun. So, um, yeah, so I did it. I've done, I've done it twice, I suppose. I did it um, when I initially launched the collection and then I had some more designs. So I did I did another one again. So it was quite hard. I was like, oh, where else am I going to do? I had to think of more places. But I did some of the key places um, where my designs were. But then also like, well, where else in the city can I get? Can I leave something safely and peg and yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, everything I think got found and um, I did also get a little bit uh, yeah in the paper and stuff about it as well. So um, so I guess it's people just knowing about what I do um, rather than hiding, which yeah, most of us do. 
it's being clever about how you get that exposure and how because you've obviously got a, an audience there on social media mm-hmm. that were very receptive to yeah. it um, and you could put that out to them and then they would go and yeah. do the challenge if you like yeah um but yeah i mean it's like trying i mean it's one of the difficult things is, is promoting yourself i yeah. think it's the last thing you think of doing and it's really important to do i mean to come up with little ideas and concepts mm. of how you do that and then obviously if the press love that then yeah. or they, they, they can make a story out of it then all the better yeah. i mean you should never sort of tailor things to that but if they can get something off the back yeah. of it and you can get some exposure off the back of that then it's great um but how have you built that the audience around your work over time um I don't, I don't know. Um, how have I built my audience? I suppose people, um, a lot of people have watched me coming from to open studios. Um, I guess I've had every time people had come to open studios, I'd take mailing lists, and I'm quite active about sort of sending stuff out. Oh, hi! I remember we're doing this. Um, come along. I'm always kind of inviting people to come to things, and then I don't know. Social media just kind of happens. Um, well, it doesn't kind of happen because I've actually been listening to some podcasts about uh, how to use it properly. But um, so, yeah, I think I, I guess I kind of promote things. I kind of like I'm doing this, or and then people kind of follow you, and I try and use the right hashtags and that type of thing. You're, I mean, you're pretty active on, oh, on really? social yeah. media. Yeah, I mean, you've. I mean, I'm very appreciative of the amount you like and retweet the, the podcast stuff for yeah, sure. Yeah, no, I kind yeah, definitely like anything sort of creative Dundee and all kind of stuff you're doing and stuff like that. Yeah, no, I kind of, yeah, I probably spend too much time on social media though. But then maybe that, I mean, that's, uh, you're seeing a direct benefit. You're growing your mm-hmm. audience by yeah. everything that you do, that, yeah. that people follow you because you're going to retweet great content or yeah. you're going to post about interesting things. Um, so... Yeah, maybe that that time has value and has worth yeah. um, and, and growing the audience. Yeah, I guess I wouldn't be doing it unless I thought there was, it was worth doing. Um, and I guess when I look at... Because I didn't really know what Instagram was when I started, but I, don't know, I mean, there was pictures of my son. Now. I mean, there's lots of... So I've kind of made it much more about me and my, my products that I do and, yeah, what, yeah things that are relevant um, rather than it just being, hey, another sunset down at the beach or... That kind of thing. Um, so yeah, no, yeah. Social media has been, it is, yeah, it is good. And when you start listening to other people's podcasts about how to use it, you're like, oh goodness, oh god, they, wow, you should be doing this and thirty hashtags and all this kind of thing. Um, so yeah, learning all the way. It's so like when you constantly. say you say thirty hashtags, that's for Instagram, right? For Instagram, that's the max yeah. number of hashtags mm-hmm. you can use. Yeah. Because um, yeah, I mean. I, and this as well, like the more hashtags, there's people searching on hashtags and then yeah. you tend to get more likes because of that. Yeah. Um, so it's a good way of starting to build up that. I mean, that will generally be people that you won't know that will then yeah. like your, your work. So it's getting it out to a broader audience for the people who are yeah. searching on those hashtags. But most things, I, I guess I'm yeah, using hashtags like... I don't know, I've got a card which is called Sunny Dundee, so it's it like, you know what I mean, Sunny Dundee is a hashtag, or, you know what I mean, there's things that are local as well, so I guess I'm trying to link into the local local stuff as well as as wider things. As yeah, well. I suppose it's finding that balance, because yeah. I mean, with the, the sort of spotlight on Dundee, people will mm. be searching for it. Mm. Um, so, yeah, using the city name and then combining mm. that with something interesting, whether that's yeah. creative or yeah. illustrative or design or whatever, and then doing the sort of more generic, wider ones. So it's having that balance mm. over the over the 30. But Yeah, because I always use Dundee Delights for the collection and other people can use that too, for me to see where, yeah, things have ended up and stuff like that. So, mm. um, 
yeah, no, definitely, yeah, I kind of feel like I'm just learning all the time. I don't know. I've been doing this for quite, well, I've been doing lots of different things for quite a long time. And, yeah, I'm still always going to be learning. (laughs) Always. Um, Because I guess I always want to be doing something new or different or it's just this, yeah, I guess it's a strive to kind of want to keep keep going and keep doing stuff and well, where am I fitting in and, yeah, what else can I do or, yeah, constantly, yeah. And so another project um, that you've been involved in recently is the the, the Maggie's Penguin Trail. Yep. Um, so how how has that experience been? Um, it, it was great. Um, I was dead keen to, I really, really wanted to put, do a penguin. Um, I think the shape's amazing and obviously it's for Maggie's, so which is a um, really good cause. So I put two designs forward. Um, put two designs forward. Um, so artists, there was an open call for artists, so people could um, s- submit some designs. So I put a couple forward, and two got taken to the sponsors, and then just one of that one of those was picked, the one one that people have seen. Um, so a penguin is called Provincial Penguin. Um, so I created it in the well gate. A kind of way, got, we got offered offer to do it either in our studio. You could either have a giant penguin in your studio or um, you could do it in the well gate. Um, so I really wanted to kind of do it with other people um, just to kind of feel part of something else. Um, and I kind of got to meet lots of different people I didn't really know as well, which was quite interesting because I actually think Dundee, we kind of know a lot of people because I'm kind of, I don't know, trying to know lots about everything that's going on. Um, so I definitely met um, some different artists and kind of got to see them sort of working as well. So I pretty much spent about, it was only three-ish days. With my design, I knew what I was going to do. I knew I'd be able to achieve what I could achieve and it was realistic of how much work that I was going to be able to do. Um, so my design, it has, um, so I guess it's got a bit of more of the kind of Dundee Delight sort of feel. So it's all about the sort of local foods of the area, sort of thinking about what is what would a tourist get if they were coming to Dundee. So there's Dundee cakes, Dundee marmalade, there's little bits of salmon, there's strawberries and raspberries. Um, my sponsor is Nando's, so um, I had a wee chat with them and said I would put a wee sneaky chilli in there. So there is one chilli in amongst um, the design. Um, so did you know your location? Uh, no. before you started to design no but I got like the perfect spot for um, my design um, so yeah no I didn't know no, you don't know where it's going to go you um, I guess the sponsors are keen that they're close to where they are so obviously mine's is close to my sponsor but then I also do a greetings card that has the five little penguins on it so I mean for me it's like ideal spot because yeah I mean you're you're located right in the in the yeah. city centre just at the, the sort of the back of the overgate in yeah. front of the, the steeple behind yeah. the penguins behind the penguins yeah so for me yeah like I couldn't have had a better spot for my penguin the organisers obviously I think they must have really thought about where the penguins went I, I don't know when you look at where other ones have gone I kind of think oh yeah that's meant to go there that's a really good place for that to go Um, so yeah it's been great to be part of I don't know it's good to be part of something that else that's going on that's much bigger and I don't know. Because there's what, yeah. 80 penguins? 80, well, 81 if there's a secret, yeah, there's secret penguins as well and then there's all there's the... Se- I didn't know there were secret penguins. Oh, there was a secret penguin that got um, launched sort of later on, I think, ah, yeah. Okay. Um, and then there's also, there's not just them, all the pupils have done some, so like Dundee Library's got, I don't know if they've got 14 DCA's got, so there's lots of different penguins, so there's, yeah, there's 
hundreds of them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's great. Uh, yeah, definitely good to be involved in. And, and more people know about me as well. So it's, yeah, it's, it's yeah, good in there. Yeah. I, I mean, was it an easy process going from what you've done before to actually painting a no, painting? Yeah, yeah, easy, yeah. Yeah, yeah for me it's easy because it's, yeah, it's kind of... So, I mean, that's... I yeah. Like applying it, applying a design to that sort of shape and that. Yeah, I did. Yeah, not. I just. I guess I've done lots of murals and stuff as well. So, yeah, painting directly. Just, and so, so yeah, what? What sort of? Uh, what sort of materials did you use to actually paint them? Um, so we're just um, using acrylics. Yeah. Um, yeah, acrylics was really yeah the only I guess you could use spray paint or something like that. But um, yeah, so we used acrylics, um, and then I used Posca pens for the white sort of imagery on the front. So I'd kind of, and I knew, that, and I'd also, with you, if you get close to the penguin, there is, um, it's all textured as well. So I was sort of scraping into it as well. So it has sort of kind of textured feel. And then I was using stencils um, down the back of the penguin. There's a whole load of hearts, which unless you walk around the penguin, you don't really see. Um, so yeah, that's a kind of sort of standard process. Yeah, sort of painting, layering, building up, mark, like scratching and mark making, stenciling. And then they all... Like, and then they all get varnished. Yeah. They, they, they all get varnished so they can be in the great outdoors, nice Scottish weather. So, uh, but it's been enjoying the sunshine this year, so, yeah, it's been good. Yeah. I'm just going to check the question. So, we sort of... A lot earlier on, we talked about um, you coming up from, from London and then going freelance, mm -hmm. um, and we talked about all the projects that you've done um, since then. But so, how have you managed to sort of balance your... And sustain your sort of creative career throughout this sort of period of time. Um, well, I think I see it as like um, a big juggling act. Um, I should maybe actually call myself a juggler. That's what I call myself from now on. An illustrative uh, juggler. Yeah, I think I'm some sort of juggler. Um, I suppose I've always um, I can so I either have um, run workshops, uh, I've like sort of for the DCA McManus. I've kind of done lots of sort of creative learning stuff. Um, I'm involved with Angus Council. Um, I kind of do some work for them on a kind of freelance basis, sort of getting involved in sort of creative projects and actually music projects as well. So I've kind of, I've sometimes got a little bit, I think it's varied through the years, but um, there's something that's usually like a steady, something that I'll definitely have pay the mortgage. Um, and then obviously I make money at what I do and selling all my products as well, but then I kind of keep reviewing that. So yeah, those that juggling act... I might lose some balls at some point. But, um, yeah, so I've taken on the the role at the V&A, so I'm actually about to throw that other ball in the air somehow. Um, so working in, within the creative learning team, so delivering the programme for schools and communities. Um, so, yeah, that'll all be starting soon. I'm sure I'll be doing that when this podcast is out. But, uh, yeah, so I kinda, yeah, so that kind of gives me... I don't know, obviously it gives me some financial money as well and I can sort of layer that in. And then I kind of feel it kind of benefits what I do as well. I don't know, being part, like, so particularly for the v and I'm going to be, we're going to be working in, like, little teams. I might be working with another designer or artist, kind of developing projects and stuff for schools and things. So that, that for me, to me, that's really exciting because I'm going to be working with somebody else because it, it can be me doing my stuff on my own quite a lot of the time so um yeah so I've always kind of done linked into doing workshops and stuff for schools or 
bits of school murals or, yeah, different things. Yeah, yeah. so there's quite a few, yeah, there's different strands in my, when I'm putting my uh, figures together for So how would you, if you were to sort of break it percentage-wise, how much time do you spend on your own stuff and how much are you spending on this, on the other balls, if you like? The other balls, the other balls I would say would be two days a week and then definitely like sort of three days in the studio but actually it's not really three days in the studio because it's usually more because I'm doing I generally do stuff in the evenings and stuff like that as well so yeah half and half probably um yeah you say you do stuff in the evenings you find it difficult to sort of um switch off from your the work that you're creating um yeah that's hard to switch off yeah um I just and if I'm really liking what I'm doing I kind of want to like on Friday night, I decided that, oh, yeah, I'm going to go and do this thing, something on Instagram. Well, hey, can you design something like that? Oh, you know what? I could do that. Let's just do it. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I'd only had a few hours to do something. I thought, oh, yeah, let, let's just go for it. So, um, but that's because I want to do it. It's, so, and it's not necessarily a big financial gain. So, yeah, that's more me, a passion for, yeah, wanting to keep doing things. And do you think you would... Is your sort of long term goal is that to, to sort of push the other stuff to one side and focus on your stuff on your um more illustrative producing your ranges, your products? Or are do you think it I mean, are you quite happy? Is it like a long term sustainable thing that you're gonna yeah. keep multiple things running? Um, I think I'll always have multiple things going on. I'll I like do you know what I like being I guess I like being part of other things or part of other organisations and being like a cog within their wheel as well. I think for me, that's actually yeah, it's it's quite interesting to like yeah work within other organisations and then you kind of learn in different bits. Um, so yeah, no, I'll definitely do workshops and but yeah, but the yeah the balance might change. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'll I review things a lot. So yeah, the minute I've I've probably got way too much on, but uh, yeah, I'll be reviewing that soon. So um, where where do you think that your expertise lies? I guess, yeah, I think I've got lots of sort of, yeah, that transferable skills that that have, has allowed me to kind of work for lots of different people. Because um, I guess it's those sort of creative skills that um, is about being sort of playful and imaginative, about being able to have that flexibility, all those kind of like creativity skills, as they call them. Um, I guess, so it allows you to kind of, I don't know, just adapt into lots of different scenarios. Mm. Um, yeah. So. so what do you, I mean, what's your plans for the, the future? What are your, your goals, your aspirations? What does the future look like Okay. For you? Um, so on my wall in the studio just now, um, I decided to do, I kind of like, what am I doing again? I'm like, that kind of like, where am I going, what am I doing? So I'm trying to, obviously there's Dundee Delights, I'm trying to create this bigger picture, which is more of an umbrella about me that's connecting lots of things I've been interested in because if I look at the past um, like I've created designs that I've not really taken anywhere or like s- collections I've not really done anything with but they're all still sparks of ideas that I kind of feel need to become to get out there so yeah I want yeah there's definitely going to be more collections um, there's got I want to do a collection uh, at the minute the temporary title is called Journey so it'll be it's thinking about the local areas and places that I'm either going for, yeah. The lo- I mean, we're it's amazing this places we've got here 
in this sort of northeast of Scotland. The idea that I quite often on the beach for a walk or um, up in the woods or so there's yeah the idea of a sort of journey. So I'm going to do something about journeys, um, and I'm going to go back and do another collection more about the mark making pattern and stuff that I'm about as well. So yeah, I'm just and and then I did a whole range of products which were about pheasants and nature and all that sort of countryside and all that stuff to do with the local area as well so I kind of feel I'm going to try and pull that all together under one umbrella somehow but um, yeah so on the wall there's yeah lots of uh, I've tried to create this one big picture of what it is but yeah that, that, so there'll be lots of steps to get to for me to to do that um yeah, because there's yeah there's stuff that I've done that I kind of like that. But yeah, that's really needs yeah I really I really like it still. Or like ideas that I've played with before. Even going back, I guess back to art college when you really get to play. Like I was creating lots of different collections and like things to do with just color pattern and that kind of juxtaposition of it and sort of playing with that. And yeah, I mean I could spend weeks, months, years actually just doing that um, kind of clashing things together I suppose uh, yeah my work is pretty busy so I usually have quite a lot of kind of clashing of patterns and things so yeah I'm yeah I kind of see that I'm gonna yeah yeah I'm hopefully fingers crossed gonna pull that off um, but I've not said officially out loud any deadlines to that yet because um, I do do that I don't know I, you might if I've seen anything on social media that I do it's like I'm going to launch this then and so I give myself a deadline working for yourself, but you need to give yourself deadlines. So I do that kind of accountability. I sometimes do it in social media or I, I'll say it to somebody or, oh, yeah, OK, I'm going to have a collection ready for this. Or And do you think you sort of thrive under that yeah. that environment? So that sort of pressure? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, love deadlines. Yeah, I do really like a deadline. Um, I think... Yeah, you can, I don't know, you can, yeah, play about with an idea forever. and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, you need a deadline to actually, yeah, I could play forever that actually I need to take it to the next stage. So that's that, because we sort of talked about at what point do you know that you yeah. need to stop playing? Well, that it's that restraint that helps you do that. Yeah, it does. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, accountability and yeah, deadlines. Um, yeah, definitely. Works for me. Um, so on a, a sort of, Broader, more city-wide context. Mm -hmm. um, what would you like to see in the future of, of Dundee? Um, mm, well, I think everything's kind of bubbling away quite nicely now, so we're all kind of connecting more. I definitely think there's, a, I guess, even more connection and, I guess, more organisations out with the kind of creative world, maybe understanding where creatives can help them or kind of we can work together more. Um, in the city, I did the Pubella Mexico pedestrian crossing um, to represent Dundee. It'd be amazing to have like giant artworks going across down towards the V&A. Like, like, because it's good that Open Close are really doing like the doors and then you're doing the bins. And, so, I think there needs to be, yeah, definitely they could be painting down down that front, just to, because it's a real barrier, that road. I mean, obviously there's lots of transport reasons and all why the road's probably still there, and it is sort of separating the V&A to, to the city. But um, if there was something like 
amazing designs by lots of different designers um, from the city or from the area to, yeah, to even to make it more visually sort of interesting. And, yeah, I mean, yeah. I think that's something that, I mean, Russell Peppers are sort of forced to be reckoned with at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's just doing everything, yeah. um, which is amazing. And he's sort of taken this mantle on of being this street art representative for yeah. the city now, um, whether he likes it or not. Um, <laughs> And I think that, I mean, it's something that we, we definitely need. It's yeah. um, it's something that uh, Richard Davies from Abandoned Ship, um, yeah. from that podcast, he was talking about seeing more street art in the city. Yeah. Um, and yeah, whether it's that the area down in the waterfront, mm. whether it's, uh, I mean, there's yeah, so many opportunities. Places, yeah. yeah, I think that the more that we can do that and show that and, and sort of, I mean, because you go to great cities and that's one of the mm. things that, I mean, personally, yeah, it's something I that I really enjoy. Yeah, like big, Brighton is amazing. Like, if you go to yeah. Bright, like, if you go to Brighton, you're just like, wow. Or, you know what I mean? You're going down Brick Lane in London. It's just really cool. And um, when we were in Vancouver, I was in Vancouver in June. So, um, particularly, it was like, yeah, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? But I particularly wanted to do that. They've got murals up, is it Main Street? Can't remember the name of the street. But, um, all the way up and they had a festival a few years ago and there's all these pieces of artwork so we're like that oh well, let's go and do that and then obviously there's really interesting boutiques and stuff all the way up that street and cafes and stuff so it it tracked you know what i mean me as a visitor to a city i wanted to go and yeah find that out and um so yeah it is a tourist attraction i guess for other people or yeah other sort of creative people who are interested um yeah so yeah, yeah, Dundee could be even more colourful and patterned, and yeah, yeah, I think it could be great. Definitely. Cool. Um, so, j- just before we finish up, is there anything that you've been watching, listening to, reading? I know you mentioned podcasts yeah. before um, that you would sort of recommend to people. Yeah, um, I have been the podcasts that I've been listening to are called Me and Orla. It was uh, the reason I uh, knew about it was because of Steph's. Um, listen to your one with Steph so I've started listening to them that's about more about social media um, I don't listen to any more podcasts well maybe I do um, yeah I don't listen to podcasts all the time I guess yeah you're exclusive I listen to this <laughs> one quite a lot um, so what am I reading I don't know to, to be honest me and reading is yeah I do that to fall asleep at night time not uh, to yeah not necessarily for uh yeah. Cool. Um, so, if anyone wants to find you or your work, mm-hmm. um, obviously mentioned where your penguin is, but you're stocked in the DCA so as well. The penguins are to They'll be gone by the seventh of September. So, oh, so the penguin will be gone by the time. Yeah, this podcast is out. So people can find me on my social media. So I am Kirby Recipes on Twitter and Instagram. I'm also on Facebook as well. That's probably got a slightly different name. I think it's Louise Kirby Design because I couldn't have all everything matching. Uh, and my website is louisekirby.com. And that has a link to my Etsy shop, which uh, where you can see all the sort of Dundee Delight products. And if, uh, yeah, if people are out and about, are there other stockists? Yeah, you... um, so stockist, I sell within sort of like DCA, Pretty Fly and Brotty Ferry. Um, Visit Scotland's got some stuff. McManus has some stuff as well, and um, yeah, Balgove Larder over in St Andrews. But I am actively thinking about where where they're going to go next. That's obviously not too far away, so they're still still relevant. Mm. Um, so yeah, um, and also I'm going to be taking part in 
Open Studios, so I'm part of Wasp Studios, where there is that sort of le- three levels um, of artists and designers, and we're having Open Studios on the 27th and 28th of October, from 11 till 4, and it gives people a bit of an insight into... So if, if people don't know what Open Studios is, what I mean, what, what's the concept behind it? So, um, so for the weekend, we just... Um, yeah, people who've got studios sort of open their door to the public, so it is a bit of a kind of sneak peek into into somebody's studio because so, we've got a mixture of sort of jewellers, there's sculptures, there's fine artists, there's, there's illustrators. So, so there's lots of different sort of people. So you can, and everyone sets up their studio different. Everyone's studio space is completely different. So you can obviously see the space, you can chat to chat to the artists or designers. Some people have products to sell. Some people just kind of open their door and it's messy palettes and whatever. So you, you get that experience, lots of different types of experience. Yeah, different types of experiences. So sort of behind the scenes look yeah, into definitely. what's going on in WASPs. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. And what, sorry, what were the dates for that again? Uh, the 27th and 28th of October. And that's all day? Uh, 11 till 4. Cool. Yeah. That's good. Thank cool. you very much. Cheers, thank you. So thank you very much to Louise for coming on and sharing her story. Um, do go and check out some of her work, or if you're around about a few places like DCA, go into the shop and you'll definitely see some of her stuff there. Yeah. Um, and as I mentioned at the start of the programme, I'm going to be bringing out a second, uh, more broadly design-focused programme. So if that is your th- programme, podcast, come on, honestly. Yeah, so I'm going to be bringing out a second podcast with Lyle Bruce as part of the our Agency of None studio, um, which is, for the next 12 months, is focusing on the idea of what is design. Um, so yeah, we're going to have the, the introduction episode and the first one, which was a sort of roundtable discussion, which is more of what the format will be like um, with a bunch of people who in Glasgow um, and we did it at the local Heroes um, exhibition down there a little while ago. So that'll be the first one that goes out. Um, if you want to keep up to date or know all about that, it's at Agency of None on Twitter and on Instagram. But yeah, in terms of this podcast, it's at CCC Dundee on Twitter and Instagram and it's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash CCC Dundee and be able to keep up to date with all the episodes, everything that's coming out and when we're coming back because we're going to be taking a bit of a break for maybe three or four weeks um, because this is the the last in the block of six so it'll give everyone a chance to catch up Um, yeah, and I've got a few more interesting people lined up the the list is absolutely endless in Dundee at the moment, it's phenomenal Um, but yeah, that's it enjoy the break and I will catch you after it, bye (laughs) 